couple weeks ago, we did a video on that new Apple Vision Pro, which is an upcoming product by Apple, which probably by now everyone knows about. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we had some interesting comments on a video, so we mm -hmm. figure, let's talk about that. Yeah, a lot of repeating themes on that one. And we got one here. What people miss is that Vision Pro is a complete computer. Yep, straightforward. I don't think we miss that. No. However, what people seem to miss that leave this comment is you could buy an M1 iPad for $600, an M2 iPad Pro for $800 or something like that. So to say for $3,500, that's like good value or somehow makes it valuable, eh, that's a difficult statement to make, I think, because the price gap is massive. I think what they mean, though, in part, is that they're saying that some people miss the fact that it's integrated. Right. You know, it's it, there is it's, a computer in there. It's, it's not just, just a screen. Yeah, playing games. Yeah, which, I mean, I get that. It's it's a pretty potent device. It's reasonably you know? powerful, but to say that, like, an, an M2 headset for 3500 is somehow good value because it's a complete computer, I think that's a bit of a stretch because you could buy a machine with a display, although it's obviously a different form factor, for considerably less. Well, you could buy a, a Mac with an M2, yeah, and you could buy someone else's, a like, Mini. a Meta <laughs> headset, too. Right. And it would still be cheaper. Right. So that, I don't know if that point has a lot of validity, but yeah, a lot of people do, I guess, miss that. I don't know if that improves the value proposition. To do VR right, you need the next level apps that require a back-end infrastructure that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's exactly the issue. That's the severe issue. And my concern with the price is exactly that. If you don't sell units, if not enough people have it, it's very hard to convince developers to spend thousands of hours, potentially millions of man hours and millions of dollars developing insane apps that people have been asking for for decades. Because that's sort of where we are. We've had the technology for a while. This is obviously in a lot of ways better than anything that more or less has been commercially viable. But uh, the software is the issue. So without the software, the hardware is like very limited value. We already have computers. It's a cool way to do it, I guess. And it provides some value for maybe movies and stuff. But the backend infrastructure is the hard part, which is why the price needs to be low because consumers need to find a reason to buy it. And $3,500 for most people is a lot of money. I think the biggest thing is like for developers, they prefer to just like stick with what they know, you know? It's less of a risk, right? right. So for um, iPhone, iPad, I mean, that's well established, right? But I get it that in the future, obviously, we don't know where this thing could go, but it might go nowhere. Right, but if <laughs> you you're know? spending, like if you, if you have a business, you have hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of employees, and all you do is make games, apps, and stuff like that. So you're, you're the people that make the best apps that people use all the time. Are you going to say, hey, half of you guys go on this questionable thing that might not have any payoff? Because it's real money. It's, we're talking about huge sums of money to be able to make world-class software at this level. Yeah, but those are the companies that are, that are going to do it. They're going to take the risk just like Apple took the risk to make a product like but this. But will they if 50,000 I think they sell? will because it's Apple. And, uh, you know, and again, you know, it, to, to actually, and for them, it's another revenue stream, right? I mean, it's somewhere else they could sell into. Well, Maybe, yeah, but you have an be, opportunity cost. It could be like a new app store for iPhone or iPad. Could be, but that's the thing. It's basically, it a, it's really a whole different whole different product it so is. to speak yeah you know it's not like the apps they make for an iphone it's right although the those there are apps there maybe that are graphic for whatever reason i can't think of any that are graphic intensive mm. that may actually 
and be enhanced by a product like this. Like, and in fact, you could make it better. Like a virtual easel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly True. the thing, though. That's why we need this development. That's why we yeah. need the infrastructure. Because there's no doubt there's use cases that people haven't really imagined or haven't realized yet well, the that uses, probably are amazing. The pro uses might be the biggest the biggest thing to be, that'll start it, yeah. if you think about it, yeah. when you mention that. And talking about even in engineering, right? Yeah. I mean, you're still using a damn mouse for your for your. Um, yeah, for there's your alternatives, CAD. but they're... Yeah. Limited. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Now, I don't know whether or not this will work with that, but it could. Right. It'd be kind of cool if it did. You know. Has yeah. anyone integrated VR with uh, SolidWorks? Yeah, people yeah. do stuff like that. It's yeah. not yeah. what I would call widespread, yeah. but there's use cases for it for sure. Mm. But that's exactly the issue. Until people develop the software and it's widespread enough that it's amazing and superior, I don't see people making the huge leap of investment to devote most of the resources towards a headset like this. But yeah, I think it is in the pro space would be more th like the price wouldn't matter as much. Of if course. you're like developing aircraft, sh you know, yeah. ships, anything like that. But there's already devices like, like that, that now. Yeah. They already have it. But would they want so a what value one? does yeah. this provide? Yeah. Other well, than the increased chance of adoption I mean, from maybe consumers. Even, maybe even with, with movie creation and stuff like that, you get to see it on a big screen where you don't need to walk into a, yeah. over to where the big screen is with a room where... You're not yeah. supposed to be type thing. In other words, you, sure. now everyone has a big screen. Right. Everyone everyone can see what it'll look like on that, which is kind of cool for development development when you're making video. Again, more of a audio. pro use yeah. than consumer. And mixing, and mixing and mastering, uh, uh, in whatever they call it with movies, you know, uh, you're putting together the audio and the video, and right. now you've got one device that can show you multiple aspect ratios. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty niche I don't know. use case, I, I think. Know. But I don't, know sure. how they, I don't know how they do it now, those guys. So, I, you know. But it might be. The, I mean, for movies, some people use projectors and speakers and all that. So basically, yeah. Imagine the PlayStation Five or Xbox or whatever. Imagine that, but there's three games, five games for it, right? And that's it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a different story, right? Totally different. Well, to the you know, a lot of people working out of their home still, and uh, and they prefer that, and it works. And you know, again, if you don't have the the ability to go into a studio. But you could pop these goggles on and right. create a studio. Right. Kind of cool when you think about it. Anyway, we probably should move on. Next yeah. question. Next question. <laughs> Headphones. Wearable headset that can do everything. I think this one was a joke. But <laughs> he's apparently implying that headphones are way better than a wearable headset that can do everything. Um, which, given the other comments that he left, most likely that was intentionally uh, yeah. fictitious. Well, we'll do say. everything is kind of a you know misnomer because... It doesn't do everything. <laughs> right. You know? It does a lot. It does a lot of things, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't do dramatically more than a tablet, which is sort of the issue. It's a different viewing experience right. for something like an iPad. So, yeah, it's a cool device. We were excited about it. That's why Absolutely. we made the video. And I thought we were over the moon with it, which is, again, why we made the video. And my understanding is we kind of sort of implied that we're all very interested in getting one, but I guess it didn't really come out that way for a lot of people in the video. Well, you know, and, and because we make high-end headphones and because we know what their capabilities are in terms of creating a sound stage and yeah. soundscape, uh, I think they'd be the, the perfect blend, which is, and there are other companies that make headphones like this too. So the bottom line is what we're saying is that, you know, when you're comparing headphones to this headset, the strengths of each can be combined to make a better part, a better, a better whole, experience. Yeah. Right, absolutely, than just just one, right? And it's very difficult to make a, a an integrated device that does that tickles all the senses 
to the maximum level. That'd be difficult to do. Well, yeah. You know? Plus, it would make it even more expensive if they wanted to well, add yeah. even more Well, yeah, and it doesn't make sense with their form factor either where, you know, all right, let's slip on, you know, and I'm sure Apple will probably do that. We'll set up, they'll set up their, their over-ears to go with the headset. I'm sure they'll set it up. Well, they showed it on a plane with... Uh, yeah, AirPods. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it might look a little know, ugly on the outside. All yeah. this stuff going on, <laughs> but it, it, it increases it'll increase the capabilities on the audio side versus just having yep. it shooting from the front off the headband. Yeah. On the well, the issue you know, is so it is open, which right. there's a pro and a con. But if you're in a loud environment, it doesn't really work. You need right? a lot of power. Yeah, right. And they you already got a blasting audio power. right there. Yeah, right. So well, anyway. and, and other people could hear it too. Then. Yeah, right. So yeah. So, yeah. so if you have a bunch of people it's, next to each other, they can't have a unique experience. It's pretty obvious that that was just their solution for now. That's showing it. It can be an integrated experience, but it. But I, I can almost guarantee you in the end you're going to be wearing headphones or Probably. something with it to really ex yeah. really extrapolate what you can get out of this headset. So Right. And I think a lot of people were also showing the uh, the quote from Steve Jobs where he talked about headphones, the experience you can get out of it. You know, immerse yourself in an environment and whatnot, at least with audio. And In terms of being the most lifelike. Right. To reproduce that in wherever right. you are. Because no yeah. doubt, I think a lot of people have experienced this in you certain situations, with with, especially with a high-end headphone setup. It's much easier to really feel like you're there. It's possible. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I think for a great period of time, it, it's, it's been pretty obvious for people that theoretically you could have some sort of headset that you put on and it would visually immerse you into some sort of experience. And we don't really have a great system for that. Now, the hardware sort of exists, but it's so limited because the software development isn't really there and the prices are high and the adoption's low. Um, so that's the hope with something like this, that you could get the adoption higher. People would want to make stuff for it. You're going to see it more and more. And people will start using it, understanding it, thinking of new creative ways to be able to deploy this technology well, and make yeah, it at, more immersive. At its price point being $3,500, if, if you can afford that, you could probably afford the other things to go with it that would make it more immersive, like yeah. high-end headphone system, audio systems, headphone systems, you know, really good D-to-A converters or DACs or, you know, you get more to a professional level on stuff and things get crazy good. That And there's a lot of people that have never experienced that before. So, you know, it kind of brings this to light that, wow, look what we could do with video now. And, well, yeah. You know, I mean, it's the same thing essentially Apple did with AirPods and why they're so popular, AirPods Pro, especially in like cities. I mean, you just... You, noise canceling. You're just in your own little world bubble, you know, yeah. on a subway in a, in a, you know, going grocery shopping. You know? That's why they sell 100 million <laughs> of them a year. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just when yeah, you it think works. about it, it's, it's easy enough to use. The yeah. price is obtainable so for people. This is just the next step to really, you know, get yeah, right. out of the world. Where right? you're going to see people That's walking the around the streets <laughs> with these. I mean, obviously, initially at least, but Someone is it going to be? A, is it going to be enough of a change that people are going to want to do that? All day, every day. I would stay away from heavy traffic. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all the processing power and a minimum three screens all running simultaneously, my concern would be heat dissipation. Fans, vents. I bought several VR headsets during lockdown, and this was an issue that caused abrupt shutdown. Yeah, uh, that is definitely a factor because a huge rate limiter for a lot of VR, AR headsets has been you need a very powerful high-end gaming computer to drive mm -hmm. it because of the horsepower required is just unreasonable. It means you've got a tether and stuff like that. And a big part of the appeal of this is it's integrated. And mm -hmm. that's that's really cool. It's a huge feature. It needs to be the case. But this question is a bit of a predicament. Because, um, yeah, it needs to have a lot of horsepower on your face. It needs to be lightweight, run a long time, cool itself, not have, like, fans screaming and stuff like this. It needs mm -hmm. to be quiet. Um, so it is a concern. And I think part of the reason why I'm encouraged that Apple's doing this is Apple is probably in a situation to be best poised 
to get this done right. Well, their latest uh, processors, they're pretty, they're pretty efficient, aren't they? they don't they're really, very power they don't efficient. They throw a ton That's, of heat compared um, to like what we're used to in well, the past. You can <laughs> get similar power efficiency in some extreme examples, but if you look at the cost power efficiency if that's like a metric like the cost for the silicon compared to the power efficiency they, they do a fantastic job uh this is heavily optimized at least the m2 and other devices is heavily optimized to do a very good job well, i think they made the shell of the thing out of aluminum which they touted and it's probably going to use that as a heat sink too yeah you know, and probably, the front's all glass they yeah. did say it has a fan in it too uh, yeah i thought they talked about yeah, that so yeah. presumably that we'll assume it has yeah. sufficient cooling because yeah if it got hot you know you don't want a hot thing on your <laughs> of face of course not it would do it would, yeah. it would ruin the immersion, the right? <laughs> Apple <laughs> seems to have hit a point where they understand that devices need to be running at a reasonable temperature to work. Um, for a long time, they were willing to design their devices to throttle and reduce performance. But now that they're no longer Intel, no, now that they're no longer running Intel chips, that's something for their engineers to deal with. I'm sure they got that figured out. Right. I would imagine this is solvable, and yeah. Apple was probably in a good position to get this done. Yeah, they're kind of used to. Uh, I would with imagine it. it's workable. You'll get what they're doing with their tablets and stuff like, like yeah, that. Yeah, tight spaces Similar and heat chips. is something they're kind of used to dealing with. So shouldn't yeah. be a big deal because the power consumption isn't that high. It's not that powerful of a chip in uh, compared to like a gaming computer sense. Um, it's dramatically less powerful yeah, not, than like a 4090. Yeah, like 600 watts on your right. face. That would never work. Yeah, yeah, it's like 10 times less work. compute performance. So, yeah, yeah it's doable. All right. Probably. Cool. Blah, blah, blah. We're broke. Blah, blah, blah. Go buy Google Cardboard. Yeah, this is a pretty common question or, I guess, Smiley response people have. And understandably so. We were a bit overzealous, I guess, with our claims about the, the price being steep. But that's simply because I think we're, to some degree, passionate about this product. We think it's really interesting, unique, and I want it to work. And I know we sell expensive stuff, high-end headphones, of course. And it's hard to get people to want to spend that kind of money unless you deliver an amazing experience. And even then, the number of people that have that money is low. There just physically aren't many people willing to it's spend It's a smaller market relative to you know, something yeah, normal 10 market, times less yeah. the price. <laughs> Everyone knows this. You don't sell millions and millions of something at a high price unless it's super compelling. Well, the only people don't have like the money. Automobiles, right? Yeah, That's you, you sort of have to have one in a lot of areas of the, in countries and stuff like that. Like here, especially, you you can't get away with anything without a car. You can't really go anywhere. It's very difficult to transport without one. But, yeah, but aside you, from that, people don't spend. Four thousand dollars on electronics. Yeah, that's true. But when, and when you talked about price in the, in, the, in the video, it was really in context of what Apple typically, their typical product lines. I mean, you know, when you look at something that's wearable or carryable, it's the yeah, iPhone's yeah. probably the most expensive yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, and now here you got look at this. You put this on your face, and it's thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> it's kind of well. Gross. The thing I found it's funny. very very outside their their price range for things like that. You I know? mean, they do yeah, make yeah. stuff that much, but yeah, you, most right. of their sales are yeah. about they're, a thousand. They're hardcore computers at yeah. that point, though. Taking yeah, all the context is, but. into consideration, I thought it couldn't be more than twenty five hundred. Not because of the cost of manufacture or anything to do. It has nothing to do with the hardware or any reasonable reasons. It's just simply because. If it's more than maybe 2000 to 2500 it's going to be hard to sell. Right. And those are just the facts. They're going to have to really make it an amazing, compelling experience because there aren't many people that have the money to be able to buy it. I mean, even, the, even it. if you did have the money, I, I, it's, it's at the point where it's like you'd want to try it. Yeah, it's so, a lot of money. So they would have to have impressive apps at launch that people can yeah. try and use and be like, wow, I, okay, I'm willing to spend that much money because it's amazing. I think the hardcore Apple uh, consumer will buy it 
to try it and to figure out if it'll Maybe. work for them or yeah, not. That's you know, not a lot, a lot of people. These are people who are yeah. into the you yeah. know into the Apple uh, ecosystem to begin with, and they're yeah. you know they understand what these guys usually don't mess around when they come up with something new like this. So they might. I mean, you're going to see. I think you know it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch how it unfolds at this price point. Let's just say it because mm-hmm. you're you're shifting away from what would be considered mass market pricing. Bottom line, it's just not there anymore. Right. So it'd be interesting to watch because it would be a template to follow for others. People said over and over that nobody has any problem spending thousands of dollars on MacBook Pros. And that, in my experience, is not true at all. But for some reason, a lot of people feel that that's the case, that people are buying them. It depends on where you live. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could find people that buy them. Obviously, they sell a reasonable number, but it's not a considerable percentage of their gross profits. They don't sell that that many compared to the rest of the company. I'm pretty sure like the Air is their most popular, so it's their cheapest. The cheapest one, yeah, of course. It's $1,000. So this is still three times more than that. It's very expensive. And again, you could buy an iPad for $600 and it has an M1 chip, and that's an older model. Presumably, they'll replace it with an M2 chip model. So if you're looking at like just the technology, the features, the capabilities, $600 to $3,500 is a big, Gap. That's kinda, a massive. Yeah, gap. I mean, if you don't have the, uh, you know, the, the cash just laying around to play with stuff like that, it's, um, it's not something you're going to buy until you, until like you said, it's proven that people could see. Right. You got to see the use case for it. You got to see. You got to really be able to justify something like that. So you know, I'm going to use this every day of the right. freaking week. If it's one of those things where I'm just going to use it for entertainment once a, once a once in a while, yeah. that's an expensive item to sit in a, sit down on a shelf mm-hmm. somewhere on a desk, you know, and just have it sitting there. So I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes. What the f are you talking about? It has the audio built in. If it don't, it would be a terrible mistake for friction, whatever that is. That's true, of course. Uh, we didn't imply that it doesn't have audio built in, but I guess we sort of said things that maybe could be yeah. skipping through. Well, well, we're going with it. It doesn't have audio at the level that we think it could use. You know, it, it's it's got little box it, speaker okay, things it, it that creates point sound, your ears. and right. I'm sure they have a way of putting affecting the sound coming out of where it showed to give you a sense of space. But it's not. We know by looking at that that it's not going to do what what I mean, something like a full size headphone. It'll on your work, head could but do. I mean. Reading yeah. reviews of people that tried it, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, 3D. But people said the same thing about HomePod. And you listen to a HomePod, and you're not like, yeah, oh, right. the sound's coming from behind yeah. me. You know? Yeah, it's, there's levels to it's this. It's good for what it is, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say compared to what it looks like, um, when they're talking about the display technologies and stuff like this, it seems most likely the audio is going to be lacking. Yeah, you're not going to no, Anyone knows. who buys this really, I, I can almost guarantee you, is not going to just live with the built-in audio if it even comes I mean, with it. I mean, some might. They're going you know, to want instantly go to that set of headphones. Well, a lot of people live with your, it for the convenience, but, but yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to like have anything over your ears. And right. again, if you're buying this expensive Apple product, you're already going to have all the You probably have AirPods. Yeah, so it's just, you're just going to wear it. You're not even going to bother. We'll it's gonna, yeah. We haven't used it. Yeah, right. Why does everyone think this is a gaming device? It's a spatial computer. It was created for productivity and media consumption. There's plenty of other devices to play games. That's true. But what I personally wanted from this is games. Because I know there's plenty of devices that will do what it does already existing. The cool thing is what you could do with a gaming experience is get more immersion. And I personally don't have strong use cases that I can envision for spatial computing. I think it's interesting. Again, it comes down to development, right? It really depends (laughs) on development. So until people make killer apps that make it so it provides an experience you can't get elsewhere, I think gaming is probably the better use case the reason most likely why apple didn't push gaming hard is because they know it's not well suited because right now there isn't strong support and it isn't that computationally powerful 
and a lot of people will take offense to that, but compared to what you sort of need to drive these types of resolutions at insanely high frame rates, you would need like a, a dual 4090, 13900KS gaming rig, mm-hmm. and even then it would still barely marginally do it. Um, so yeah, I think what they're doing makes sense, and I think it's very encouraging, but I would like to see it do both because well, it can. They know it's going to be, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a gamer, but they know it's going to be a percentage of their overall early adopters. You know, uh, probably a fair amount. And, uh, and, I mean, the guys that are into gaming are into gaming, right? They don't give a shit about that. They're going to pay yeah. that, you know. I mean, uh, the hardcore guys, here, there's a pretty good amount of them in the world. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that are willing you know? to spend two, three, four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 on a gaming tower, gaming computer. Yeah. And then you could spend another 1000 or thousands on a monitor. Like, people right. spend a huge amount of money. There's already yeah, an established standard. Yeah. People yeah. spend a lot of money for gaming computers because of the experience, the enjoyment, the use case they get out sure. of it. And there isn't really a direct translation to the spatial computer. And I think more than likely, you'll probably have an easier time getting money out of gamers for something like this than you will people saying that this is like a different way to use a computer. I mean, I'm not a gamer, but looking at it, the screen's the biggest problem with gaming, right? I mean, just to be able to get the right aspect ratio for the game you're playing seems like it'd be almost impossible with one screen. this also has a level of immersion with using your hands as controls and stuff like that. Your eyes, to some extent, as controller. That's that's a pretty cool interface. it totally immerses your face in the experience, which is very interesting. Well, I mean, the the biggest problem with high-end gaming headsets at uh, even till today um, was that you needed the highest perform even the highest performing computer still wasn't enough. It's right? never enough, yeah. And that's they were they weren't near the resolution that this is. So right. this is only worse. So yeah, I think kinda... gaming in computers is interesting purely because it it has a strong enough use case. People find it encouraging enough to want to spend the money on, and it pushes the technology forward in a lot of ways. It's a big part of what encourages apps to be made and developers to make hardware that's more and more powerful. I think um, another thing is Apple was talking about how since they're tracking your eyes all the time, it's only rendering what you're looking at in high quality. That could help out a lot if it's most of it, it's not wasting power. That's really interesting. So efficiencies can be gained. If their eye tracking works as well as people claim, it would be possible, presumably, to get something like that super dialed and efficient. And it makes a lot of sense because at those types of resolutions we're talking about, when you need to cover your whole eyes with insanely high pixel density and drive it at insanely high frame rates, it's really tough with today's technology. Because if they just needed to do like 2K or whatever in like where yeah, you're looking. Doable. It's just like like a 1440p gaming monitor, same right. kind of thing. So clearly it'd be doable then with yeah. normal stuff. Definitely interesting watching expensive headphone engineers musing about how expensive Apple products are. Oh, another one with cost. Yeah. <laughs> Price. Yeah, a pretty classic one. Mm-hmm. And I get it. No, I, there's definitely a novelty there. It's not lost on us. But it really is a very different use case. From our perspective, the reason why our headphones are expensive isn't because we seeked out to do that. We tried to offer a product that doesn't exist in the market. And it's a very different perspective than someone like Apple. Apple is a, obviously a mass market brand. They're among the biggest companies in the world, depending on your perspective. Well, they have a million people in China making their products. Right. They're, we, they're we, a we don't, huge company. Small yeah, companies well, like us don't have the luxury. We don't have the, uh, yeah, the scale. <laughs> in fact, most medium-sized companies don't no. have that kind of no. uh, you know, ecosystem, so to speak, of manufacturing right. prowess. I mean, that's, that's, that's something. I mean, you, know, you think about it, you say, you, you know, when the engineering and the design and everything's done and you push the button and say, go, let's make this, Wow, can they make a lot of stuff? Well, yeah. Not only that, it's, it's not like <laughs> you know? we could never go to TSMC or whatever and be like, 
um, we want to buy all your this year everything you're making. Yeah. We we, we, we right. get the scraps, you know, of everything, yeah, right? right. Unfortunately, the that's the reality. Yeah. Um, so if you want to make something that's very unusual and very expensive, and you're a small company. These are just the it's realities, expensive. right? It, it costs more money. Well, you got to have. Well, we talked about this in one of our older videos, which I mean, you know, is, is different than this topic. But we talked about the fact that the, you still need the infrastructure in place. We we manufacture these headphones in house, and pe- a lot of people that are watching this probably don't know that we we make these in the USA. We machine the aluminum. We create the transducers here. So the reality of it is, to do that requires a certain amount of people, skill sets, machinery, space, marketing. Average. You're doing everything that a bigger company would do. On a much smaller scale, well, right? And it's it, that that there's a minimum amount there that you have to invest to do that. And it's, it's not only it's that the reality of it. We got massive inefficiencies. Yeah, uh, right. Because compared to like what Apple would do, they just like they'll just buy thirty CNCs. Each one only does one fixturing, you know, and yeah. so well, yeah, we have one four bit, yeah. to do everything the company yeah, makes. So everything needs to be all yeah. switched around all the time. And we're not always running because we yeah. got we, we got to do other things too. We don't just do that. Where yeah, yeah they could just have things just running 24-7. Yeah. So yeah, there's absolute efficiency in, in scale. It's a complicated topic, but there's obscene efficiencies as you scale. And the smaller the scale you go, the more you do at a small scale, the more it costs, the more difficult it is, the more problems you run into. And that's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, but it always does mean the price gets higher. The cost of operation goes up. And as you ship more units, you hope that these overhead costs get smaller relative to everything else. When you're making a million of something, what it costs to design it is oftentimes pretty small compared to the cost of making a million. Because you're dividing it into a million. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you make a hundred of something, a thousand, ten thousand, it's totally different numbers. Yeah, so. yeah, I think of it like like custom knife makers. You know, they could be thousands of dollars, right? Three, right. four, five, six. Yeah, they make like thirty a year or something. Like, yeah, that's one guy making one custom. They're different every time. There's no tooling. Every component of the knife. Hand. Yeah. yeah. So that that costs way more than having set jigs and fixtures for I every mean, single component. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the thing. See, that's, to me, that's what people are attracted to. The people that's what who they're purchase that for, product, right? right? Yeah, yeah. They know it's a handmade product. Right. They know they know the guy put his blood, sweat, and tears into that one piece and that, right. you know, that he made sure everything was just as perfect as he can get it type thing. And mm-hmm. it, that's what they're paying for. And they, people love that shit versus a mass market product. Well, I mean, watches know, are the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. You can buy, I mean, you can buy a, $30 digital watch, it's more accurate than a $100,000 watch, but yeah, right. that's not what people want. Yeah. It's the cool factor of, of just having something that was, it's, you know, it's very limited production. There's yeah. not too many people in the world that have it. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it typically does something or gives, gives the cost consumer something that you can't get with anything else, you know? And it's just, it's, it's really a level of satisfaction with the product. That's bottom mm-hmm. line. And Apple's found a way to do that, get that level of satisfaction in a mass-produced, mass-production right. manner, which is extremely rare in the world. And uh, they do probably, a great job at it. It's probably why they're like the biggest. Are they still the biggest company? Yeah, right? yeah, they're almost at three trillion. Well, there you go. Right? And that's why they are who they are because they can mass market. They could mass produce a high-end product mm-hmm. like nobody else. To summarize what we're all thinking here, mm. yep. I think we're all looking forward to this headset. Mm-hmm. I don't know if each of us are going to buy one, but we'll mm. probably start with one. I almost mm. have to. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a, currently, I'm, uh, I'm definitely would need to try it first. Yeah. Well, I think the company will have to purchase one first. We'll mm-hmm. be here with a video as soon as we'll we get all it. We'll get them. We'll, yeah. We're going to try <laughs> it. We're going to figure out what this thing does, especially when it re- equates to audio, spatial audio. Yeah. You know, put it together with what we do and see what we can come up with. 
and then we will let everyone know about that. <laughs> so we look forward to it. It's going to be a while. We'll be on the top of the <laughs> list to get one of these bad boys when they come out. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thumbs us up and subscribe. we got more coming. Take care.